Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Anime Brothers Podcast, the best podcast you'll ever find where two dudes are not brothers, but are actually brothers. Anyway, I am your host, JD, and I'm here with Mr. Earthworm the Mighty. How are we doing for this lovely December? Feeling uplifted, mostly because yeah. we're, we're talking about an anime today that actually makes being a beta cool. And as a yeah, beta... Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. As a beta myself, um, you know, it's nice. It's nice to get some fucking recognition, you know? You know? What do you mean you're a beta? You're not I, a beta. I am so far from an alpha male, my guy. Like, I, I do oh, not exude yeah. alpha male energy. Those those days are long gone for, for me. I'm I'm a quiet little little house husband type, and I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah, way of the house husband. That's what you are. You're just, hey, honey, what do you need? <laughs> yeah, I used to be a Yakuza member, actually, believe it or not. So uh, I got some inside info. Exactly. You're a tough exterior man, but you have a heart of gold. Yeah, exactly. A heart of I, I like that. A tough man, heart of gold. It, there I, they, we go. Someone should put that in a story. That that's a good that's a good character type. But yeah, anyway, uh, we're, today we're going to be talking about Sword Art Online, uh, and mostly the progressive movie that that has come out. Uh, but kind of comparing and contrasting the the movie to the series, and kind of I don't know, maybe asking the question a little bit of. Are they going in the right direction? Is Progressive fixing Sword Art Online? Was it worth it, you know? Yeah, like, is... is Does, first of all, is Sword Art Online good or bad? I think we're going to kind of be tossing that back and forth. And and when, like, the Progressive, if you don't know, is kind of a retelling of the series. And it seems to be going through kind of different events, I, I would say. It's not following the exact same path. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, we're going to kind of analyze that and find out, like, is this doing it better, or are we just kind of putting makeup on a pig, you know? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, because what we've also noticed is that, you know, for something like uh, SAO that got me started, we never really did an episode on it, I believe, or ever really fully talked about it. I mean, we let everyone kind of say their shit that they need to say, or you either like it or you don't like it, it seems like, for the show. And I feel like for once, maybe you're that person that doesn't mind it, but you don't go out of your way to watch it, so... It's definitely going to be interesting talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's it's a big, it's a big anime in your life. And the fact that we haven't even really sat down and covered it, other than tangentially or like as part of another topic, is kind of wild. Considering I we have like what we're going on our seventh, third year, or eighth JoJo's uh, JoJo's oh, episode. Yeah. We had three Gurren Lagann episodes. You know, I, I I've gotten mine, so I think it's due time that you get yours. That's right. I'm going to be the alpha male for this episode again. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. No, uh, but before we get to that, as always, we like to check up, see how everyone's doing, um, see if anything's been added onto our anime list or in the world of just nerdism. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's a word, but I made it up. So I like that. Nerdism. <laughs> once we nerdism. Get, once we go full religion with this or cult, if you're into <laughs> yeah. that, you know, whatever side. Uh, yeah. Once we go full religion, nerdism, I think, is a good one. The problem is, though, is there's too many, like, hardcore nerds about different stuff. So someone would be like, no, I am from the Star Wars sect. And the other guy across the room's like, yeah, well, I'm that, from that's the Lord different... of the Rings sect. And then they kill right, each other. Right, right. That's, that's <laughs> all. No, so you got to be in separate gangs and there has to be rules. Because without rules, we're just like the animals. So Bro, this, we have to. This is just Christianity repainted, man. <laughs> just a bunch of different sects. Nobody agrees with each other. We all think we're right. It's it's going to be wild. Yep. Crusades 2.0. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, I haven't been up to too terribly much. One thing of note that I, I 
will mention because it actually kind of relates to the series that we're talking about, surprisingly enough. Uh, for whatever reason, I started to delve into Tekken lore. Uh, oh, the fighting Tekken game? Tekken Because the Is it because the new anime came out or you just been for some reason thinking about Tekken? Okay, so what actually started this was uh my my favorite YouTuber, uh I he is officially my favorite, uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf, John. Uh he has yep. a podcast that I decided to start listening to cuz I don't have enough of just kind of friends talking about bullshit that I'm interested in podcast. So that's pretty much what what his stuff is. It's just him and two of his homies pretty much talk about all the media that they've been consuming, a bunch of horror movie talk. Anyway, he did bring up the uh the series and got me thinking like Tekken did have some pretty cool lore. There was that whole, like, devil gene thing. Heihachi is just mm-hmm. a monster who can apparently murder everything. So I've I watched, like, three hours worth of YouTube videos about that. So it, it's pretty cool, man. Like, I think it kind of went off the rails in the, in the last couple of games as far as, like, the tight, awesome story of the lore went. Like, I guess there was, like, World War 3 and 6. But anyway... Fighting game lore is one of those weird things. It's, like, intoxicating. And I don't play Tekken. I don't really have any interest in playing Tekken. But, god damn it, I'm full-blown invested, man. Like, I want to find... I'm going to end up going and, like, looking up all the cutscenes to find out who... <laughs> who beats who or whatever. It's it's wild. No, no shit. See, I, I remember Tekken, and I think we stopped at, like, Tekken 4. I think it was the last one that we, we really got Tekken into. We played Tekken 5. We did play Tekken did? 5. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Because that one had Jinpachi say, in it, which was like Heihachi, but giant and demon-esque. You remember that guy? Big Jinpachi. purple Jinpachi. Jinpachi. Yeah, okay, was... yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember spending a good two hours beating my head against the wall trying to beat him as martial law, and then getting really mad and giving up. I don't think we ever played Tekken after that. Yeah, I, I see, I'm having a hard time remembering all of Tekken 5. I know I never played Tekken 6, and I think it was Tekken 7 now, so... Tekken 5 was the first one where you could customize character models. So you could change, like, oh, okay. you could add yeah. accessories and stuff like that. Fair enough. But no, there's nothing wrong with the lore for sure. And they made it into an anime, yet it seemed like it was made by a CGI anime company. And I'm just, yeah. I'm not for it. You know, I know you can make fighting work a little bit with CGI, but it's just too, too obvious for me, so... I I'm thinking about checking it out when I when I have some free anime time and I'm I don't know it's something that I think I can put on enjoy not think too hard about it and because most of my exposure to Tekken is through these cutscenes um in the video game I have to imagine the CGI will only be an improvement on that for the most part at least the ones that I really saw back in the PlayStation 2 version so, yeah, they know. weren't too bad on the PlayStation 2 version either. I remember I got enthralled with them, but also we were kids, you know, so. This is true. This is very true. But, uh, yeah, the reason I decided to bring it up is because uh, in, in Sword Art Online Progressive, they have actual Tekken gameplay, and I thought that was really cool and kind of weird how it's like, for a completely unrelated reason, <laughs> I dove into Tekken lore, and then I we I watched this fucking movie, and it's like, hey. You're all part of the meta, bud. You're all part of the metaverse now. Actual we're Tekken gameplay. <laughs> And I will say, like, one, I will end this tangent quickly, but um, how the fuck, like, it's one thing to have Akuma from Street Fighter in Tekken. How the hell did they add him to the story? Like, that is the wildest shit to me. He is a big player in Maybe the Tekken story. Maybe it has to do with story. the demon or devil fucking stuff like we're talking about. It seems like it works perfectly. It is, but to take a guy from a wholly different video game franchise and just be like, all right, you're not just a playable character, but you're, like, the big bad. It's 
<laughs> Tekken just they don't give a fuck, man. They will do anything for any reason just because it's cool. Exactly. But yeah, have you been have you been up to anything worthwhile? Well, worthwhile, I'll say no. Um okay. the only good Wonderful. thing is is that we all know I have the switch now. Um our buddy uh, Frost NATO was giving me a hand uh teaching me some tips and tricks. So was our boy Earthworm, because we finally got to play a game together uh, after a while, Nintendo Switch. We've been able to play some Pokemon Scarlet and uh, Violet. Hell yeah. So that was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to just get there. I'm trying to make sure I'm at a high enough level for December 15th when apparently the Charizard is going to be added to the raid. And Charizard is my all-time favorite Pokemon. Seems like everyone almost has a chance to get their favorite Pokemon in the game so far. I know Robbie has his Gengar already. Um, And Devin, I've never really asked him what his favorite Pokemon was, so I don't know what he has, but... uh, I just want a Charizard so bad, so that's what I'll, that's all I'm here for, you know. So I feel you. I'm I'm hoping we get it, and uh, the raid starts December fifteenth. So trying my best to get ready for that, um, and uh, also watching this sort of online movie, which you knew um, I've been kind of itching to do. And then we talked about it, and uh, that's what uh, led to this. So yeah, what better time than now? What better time than here? I don't know. Yeah, Rage against the machine, also- baby. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot to tell you that the, the second part of this story is coming out uh, February 2023, I believe. It comes out next year on U.S. and theaters because it's already out in Japan. Okay, I was going to say, because at the end of it, it was like uh, screening tw- on screens 2022. I'm like, okay, well, we're running out of time now. But Yeah, that, we that forget we sense. don't get thing instantly here, so yeah, we have to wait. But I, I am like, wow, we couldn't have timed this any better, so for sure. I think that works out pretty damn good. So uh, yeah, if we got nothing else, I guess we can get into the main topic. Sounds good, my man. Sword Art Online, quite possibly the most divisive anime ever. Some say it saved anime. Some tout it as a Christ-like figure. Others say, yeah, that's a show. Some people hate it. We're here to talk about it, though. Uh, 2012 A1 Pictures. Uh, JD, was the movie also done by A1 Pictures? Yes, it was. It was also done by A1 Pictures. Uh, I had it up here on my mail. If it loads it quickly, it, there was a lot of people like producers involved with it. You got Aniplex, Bandai uh, Entertainment, Straight Edge, um, Sonalude, and Egg Firm. So okay. the you know there's a lot of producers involved, but the studio was A1 Pictures. They're the only ones that have ever done Sao. And at this point, I only want them to do it because I, I I think it's got a look to it that only A1 Pictures can definitely nail. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. They're 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 definitely the the animation quality is one thing I don't think anybody's ever complained about. Also, the sound online. quality. Like, I mean, I also listen. Music. Like, good. I have a I have a sound system on my you know my TV. I like to get enthralled, and so when like you have the, like the battles going on and that music in the background with like the orchestra playing on blast, it's like it's a vibe that only Sao can provide. Um, and you know, say what you want, you could call it just like dumb mindless action. But it gets you pumped, even though you know what's going to happen, because we've seen what happens throughout SAO. I watched this progressive movie and I was still getting into it. And also because my girl Asuna was taking the forefront. So, yeah, yeah, that's an important part. <laughs> so what I wanted to lay on here, because we're going to be talking about both ends here and kind of um, 
talking about regular SAO and then the progressive one. But I kind of wanted to lay it out, and I was going to read this article because, I mean, it's, it's anywhere you can find the article, but to explain why uh, Reki uh, Kawahara, that is the creator of this story, decided to pretty much do this take on it and everything. Okay. So give me a second here. I have the article right here. All right. So basically, he decided to go back and write a new take on the story's original Ironcrad arc because he was getting a lot of like flack like we talked about. He was talk to, uh, talking with the story director, uh, Tomoki Hiko Ito or something like that. To, he wanted him to fill in some time gaps for episode two. A very, you know, small part, but there was a lot of time gaps after that first episode where we saw Kirito get trapped into the game. Yep. And it kind of just like time skipped to like him already leveling up like a boss because that's what he is. <laughs> so he was just he he was just basically asked to do a little short story to fill in those time gaps that happen between like episodes one and two and stuff like that. And in the middle of like deciding to finally give a full fledged out story, because I told you this off the podcast, but he was entering in a contest when he put forth the whole story of Sword Art Online. And because of the scope and the length of it could have been to tell all the stories in like every level, he couldn't do that. He had to dumb it down. He had to simplify it and really only get like the key moments of the whole story and the whole Ironcrad arc. So when he started being able to fully fledge out what he wanted to tell or develop these characters, he found that he liked it and being able to retroactively explain things. So he pretty much wrote out the story how he wanted, but he added some little subtle changes and some little differences to the story. Okay. And one thing Wiki talked about was that it seemed like Kirito and Asuna met a lot earlier than they did in the original, and that is 100% true. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that's uh, uh, definitely stuck out to me. So um, before we get into too many more details, I, for official sake... We are going to be spoiling a lot of the events, pretty much everything for the Sword Art Online progressive movie and probably everything Sword Art Online. I, not that we're going to be discussing the entire series, mostly the Ironcrad arc, but JD has watched, I think you're all caught up if I'm not everything. mistaken. So, I've yeah, watched everything. You'll be able to reference other things. So yeah, keep, in, keep that in mind if you're heavily invested in Sword Art Online and... Uh, haven't well whatever you know spoiler warning there we go bada bing yeah i was gonna say one thing i want to if you have watched any of sao and especially the first season we're not really spoiling too much except for maybe an extra character we're going to talk about but other than that it's you know what happens to him you know how it ends in that one and though there'll be subtle changes it's not like anything key's gonna happen with the main characters that you already know i will say that but yeah just spoiler warning for sure yeah, it's not like Kirito fucking dies in the second episode in this one. Or anything. Imagine that. <laughs> 20 Imagine minutes in, that. just give Merc the fuck out. <laughs> Thank you. This show is great. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, definitely going to be focusing on the Ironcrad art, because I think one thing, at least for me, I don't want to speak for the general populace, but for me, my, my bigger problem with Sword Art Online was never that it wasn't that it was ever bad. It wasn't a terrible show. It just felt like a show that had so much potential that could have been a, a very long-running, 100-plus episode game like where they travel through every floor of this game. Maybe not every floor, right. but you can really stretch out some shit. And I was really expecting it to go and, and run with that crazy premise. I thought it, it laid out the groundwork 
And then it really decided to cut that short. So for me personally, that's where I look at Sword Art Online is not less of a bad show and more of a what could have been. Yeah, what could have been. You missed such a good opportunity. It's like I'm doing a callback here to early early in the podcast, but uh, Tower of God has a. And I, well, first of all, we haven't gotten any more Tower of God, so we don't know where it's going. Yeah. But it it has this crazy world and this badass premise where it's like this. But the execution was. Eh. Like any Dungeons and Dragons player must love this. Like a, this is a fucking dungeon crawl anime. That's all Sword Art Online should have been is this big, massive dungeon crawl anime. Where you and, make friends and allies and you lose friends and allies along the way because death matters. So Yeah, like this is just a fucking big D&D campaign like an MMORPG. This, if you've played World of Warcraft, I imagine like you and your friends grinding for fucking hours to get to the boss, like... Even seeing a quick montage of that would be wonderful, and and to me it felt like that was cut so short. So I'm right. I'm glad they're going back to the Ironcrad arc. I'm glad the creator seems to understand that that's where, even though he's continued on with the current timeline, like he has something special in that arc that that he could well, be using. Well, one thing I'm also wondering, and I know we're now going on a side tangent about it, but. I'm thinking if he's making this whole kind of not like completely retelling, but he's doing a different type of story, is that going to mean that the current timeline and everything we've watched will no longer link with that one? Like it's not canon. That's the only thing I'm wondering now if he's going to do that. And that's um, that's another thing I wonder too. And I was wondering this while watching the series, uh, not the series, but the movie. Uh, I'm thinking because there are certain events, like you mentioned, they they decide to team up a lot earlier, and I'm wondering if they're the, the in-between parts that we didn't get to see will be changed, but he will find a way to kind of make the big events of Ironcred still play out in the same ways, such as Asuna becoming, um, what, the head knight in, like, the Crimson... Yeah, I forgot what the names of the knights of, knights of something. I remember because for the longest time on video games, I wanted to be a part of the knights just yeah. because of her being there. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you were playing the Fatal Bullet game for a little while, weren't you? Yep, so I tried to join any clan that had that name as their clan because they get it. But yeah, anyway. They, they get it. But yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of, I guess I'm expecting him to kind of go through and find ways to make the the large story beats still hit where they hit, but everything in the middle will, will end up being kind of different. Yeah. That, that That's kind of where I'm at because from... What I, I I'm going back on like what little they explained in the original um, SAO, but and this is where your complaints come in. There was literally a two year gap. Like they've been in, I think they were in the world for like two years and stuff like that since the beginning of the first episode where everyone gets like trapped in the game, Asuna, you know, Kirito and everyone in, included. And that two year gap, there was so much stuff left out. That's what they, they say here in the article. It only it covered, covered pretty much floors 1, 74, and 75 out of that entire thing. They never explained any other floors. So, like you said, the possibilities now, if you're actually going to take your time, I don't know if movies are the right way to do it because that's a lot of movies, but retelling it with actually explaining every floor or doing most of the floors sounds a lot of what we wanted. Yeah, I'm definitely at the pace they're going. I don't think they're going to be able to give us everything they want, everything that we want. Yeah, because it took it took pretty much this whole movie to get through the first floor. So yeah, that was all the and what that was covered in two or three episodes. It really wasn't a whole hell of a lot. 
in, in no, the series. No, but this time you had to you had to build up to Asuna getting into the game herself, which I found pretty interesting because as an Asuna stand and also not really knowing how the fuck she got in the game. And let me just tell you this right now, bud. Uh, we're talking about the movie here, progressive movie, SAO. I didn't know Asuna wasn't a nerd or wasn't into video games. It was I, never really explained in that the That also stuck out to me, too. I was under the assumption she was hardcore gamer girl, but this backstory makes a lot more sense from the, the kind of yeah. family that she's coming from. That's what I was going to say. Like, I liked the story because I thought, okay, she's the outsider. That's why, you know, she doesn't get along with her her mom. She's got a rich family. But it turns out she does really well. She likes, she excels in school. She's a very smart, bright kid and all that and has a great, you know, living. But she, there's something missing, and that's just the family aspect because her mom and her dad are just very like, well, just make sure you get good grades. Oh, just They're very uh, on the surface level parenting. They don't really emotionally get connected with their daughter and their son even, who's about to like get shipped overseas. They're like, yep, just make sure you do this right, blah, blah, blah. It's just everything seems very stale, very like I thought it was about the family. Uh, but when I first watched this, and it never really delved into her original backstory, I, didn't, I thought she was a gamer girl. I didn't know she wasn't a gamer girl, and she had to fight to survive to get good. I, and I appreciate that. I really like that. And going to her yeah. parents real quick, like, her dad's definitely that absent parent where it's just like, yep. you, like you said, surface level, I think was the term you used. Yeah, surface her, level kind of care. Her mom uses, it looks at Asuna like a fucking commodity, and it's absolutely yeah. awful. It gets like, worse, that's what I mean, like after this, when it gets into like the, the deeper story and Alicization, it's bad. And that's why uh, I, I kind of like seeing Asuna's side. It's like hers is more tragic than Kirito's in a way. Like, um, but that's also because Kirito doesn't have parents. <laughs> so. True, and like very relatable to um, uh, from Fruits Basket, Yuki, Yuki and his mother. Like his mother treated yeah, yeah. very, very similar way. Except even Yuki's mom, I don't know, would marry him off while he's in a coma. I know we're getting a little ahead yeah. of we're getting outside of Ironcrad, <laughs> but that is some that well, is some shit. This is where I think they're gonna retell some things because how literally when she jumps into the game. She's just trying on her brother's nerve gear because, oh, her her friend Mito is a new character you get to meet, uh, one of her high school friends. It's like, hey, I want to play the launch game with you. Jump on. So she just decides to do it one day. And then if we remember, two years go by, she turns 18, and while she's been in a coma, her parents decide to marry her off. That's where I'm like a little disconnected because I know so much of the story. I'm like, how is this going to connect with that ending now? But... If they retell it, maybe they're not even gonna have that because the the creator knew that was uh, that's a no go. That's a that's a that's a bad zone. So. I would hope so, but then then I think we're getting into territory that you were bringing up earlier, where it's like, well, if we change too much here, wh where do we go? Like Alicization, yeah. not what world? The War of the Underworld is that the newest? Is that still going? That's or that's that the second part of uh, Alicization. Technically, it's still the same story, but it's. It but involves the ultimate battle going on. Did that conclude, or it is did? It, it did okay. conclude. So, could I guess I'll ask? I'll ask you. Could they reasonably kind of reboot Sword Art Online now without leaving a whole nother timeline unfinished? I think, at this point, in my opinion, after all of these, and I don't want to get too far into the Alicizations or anything like that. If people are haven't caught up, uh, I don't want to spoil too much. But I think it ended. And they were going to try to make another game world for the next next one. 
And at this point, it's like the Fast and Furious series. They're just like, we're just going to keep doing bat shit things in different worlds. You know, we were in fairies. Now we're going to do Star Wars. We already did like <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons. I, I'm all I'm all set with that because as much as I enjoy it, it's like I I, I kind of want to see something come to a closure with these things. So if this reimagining like fills all the problems that it had and tells the stuff we want and actually breaks down like characters and story like I got with Asuna, I'm 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 ready already for a reboot, even though it's only been like 10, 11 years, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did our episode a couple couple weeks ago. When is it the right time for a reboot? And it seems that <laughs> yeah. it seems that Sao has kind of skated all those criteria that we were talking I about. I mean, say and... what you want, but it is highly popular. It is very easy to consume, and the only reason why it's like kind of gotten flack over the years is because it has these rape qualities. It has these storytelling beats where it's like, oh, you need a bad character. Okay, how about he rapes people? And it's like, oh, yeah, it, like, you have nothing else? And it's like, that's where I can see the problems. A lot of the drama, I guess you, yeah, I guess drama is the right word. It feels very soap opera-esque, you know, like Austin is in a coma. Yeah. She's got this like rich fucking yeah. CEO kind of guy. They have that whole, like, we have a child arc in Ironcrad for a minute. I want him to get rid of that, bud. I really want him to get rid of that. I do too. It's very, I mean, for me, it's just very cringeworthy. <laughs> <laughs> It's rough, dude. It's hard out here for a pimp. And I think that's... It's another thing that people have a problem with Sword Art Online. It's it's just, God damn it! why are we doing this instead of all this cool stuff that we could be doing? And at least for the, the progressive movie, all the drama in it felt very... It felt better. It felt more mature, I think, is a the better way. The stakes actually hit hard. Like, you know, uh, we, we haven't mentioned a lot about her, but Mito being involved in the story, like a new character that is the friend of Asuna, which also Kirito didn't have. He met somebody at the beginning of the game, but he was an outsider. He never had any friends on the outside, so you didn't have anything to connect with him too much as, like, the real Kirito. Asuna, you got to see her actually have a friend on the outside before jumping in the game. Yeah. Speaking of Kirito's friends, uh, my only complaint is that no Klein, like not even a mention, not even a, we got to see no, all these yeah. other characters. We got to see the little like Forge girl break down and cry. We got to see Eagle. We got to see Eagle sitting there right next to Kirito because they're panning over all the people. You see Kirito, you see Eagle as they're being announced by Kaiba. Hey, blah, blah, blah. This yeah. is happening. So but I didn't see Klein. I didn't see Klein at all. Where's my boy? You want to talk about like the true audience <laughs> insert? I think we can all relate a lot more to Klein than Kirito. But that's that's an aside. Well, I do want to talk about Mito because you brought her up and I really enjoy her character. I think she's a wonderful addition and her friendship with Asuna is just adorable. I think it's it's very wholesome and the way it kind of I guess you yeah, the way it splits about halfway through the movie, it doesn't feel cheap. It feels like you said this this shows maturing in the way that it handles its conflicts. Uh, the series yeah, think, is maturing. Like you said, I think the creator is taking criticisms and being able to tell the full story and getting the like okay to do it. I think he's decided. All right, let let's see what I can do when I have the time to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I let let's see what I can do. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what I I'd like to read a couple interviews with the creator once. I don't know if they're already out there, or I, I'd like to pick his brain and find out like what what made this change and who knows maybe the second movie or maybe even the third movie it'll go right back to asana's damsel in distress because i don't know how to write 
but we can't judge things that haven't come out yet. And so far, the storytelling has matured and everything feels a lot better. Yeah, I was worried that you were going to be um, upset when, because um, we're just moving around the story, and when really here that has watched it ma- uh, cares too much. But when finally Kirito shows up and does like the rescuing of Asuna, which we never saw happen, we never knew they met that early. I thought you were going to be upset because, you know, damsel in distress, but this was during Asuna's, like, still learning period. Um, No, and she was, it wasn't a damsel in distress. It was a fucking valiant last stand, you know? Yeah, because she was fighting uh, basically a horde of these, like, plant-like monsters, and this was during the climactic period of of Mito also, like, abandoning her by accident, if I could say that. I don't think... it was a very big misunderstanding. Yeah, we'll talk about that after we get the Kirito thing, because I want to dissect that a little bit. But yeah, Okay, okay, yeah. But no, so Kirito showing up and all that, I... I'm sitting there going like, okay, he's he's here a lot earlier, but I know this is a little bit of a retelling. So all of a sudden, immediately, he starts like saying, hey, do you need a potion? And and just being the Kirito he is, where he's a lot more confident inside the game than he is outside the game. I know this. I've watched a lot of Kirito. I know this. But I'm starting to sit here, and I'm really questioning it. Is Kirito just better as a side character than a main character? Because the more I got to see Kirito from the outside perspective, like I'm not following through his eyes, I enjoyed it more. Yeah, so that first interaction was interesting. I actually, for the first time, felt that Kirito was, like, endearing, and it blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) It blew my mind. Like, and I think those are the qualities that the creator should lean into when it comes to Kirito. I don't think people like the, the confident Kirito. Like, because every other, even in the movie, every other interaction we get from him, he kind of goes back to being a little twat in my eyes. He's just like, you know, you should use this sword. It's way better. You know, if you use, you know, this. Did you, well, actually, but he's a nerd. That's what I mean. He's been playing this. He's a beta tester. You know what I mean? So he's just being true. like Mito kind of was, but they've never been friends before. So he's going to take this kind of like interaction a little bit differently than like Mito would who knew how to play the game but is already her friend and it's not you know what I'm saying it's his tone that pisses me off and I'm not sure if that's well, yeah. intentional Pepperbrook and I don't think the, he's a uh, bad I don't think he does no? a yeah Bryce Pappenbrook um, I don't think he does a bad Piping job I'm not criticizing him or his uh, his job as in this role I think it's a purposeful thing. I think Kirito's supposed to come off kind of a little pompous when it comes to games, and I personally just don't like it. I thought he was fucking cute as hell when he's sitting there going like, do you want a health potion? And then kind of stuttering, and he's like, you can come back to the town with me if you want or not. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then he tries to put his sword in his fucking sheath, and he misses and it he like eight times. And then he just kind in. of holds it, and he says, all right, um, later. And see, that is the cute, adorable Kirito. Make him socially awkward, even if he has the confidence, even if he's like, no, we have to do this. Like, keep that kind of awkwardness about him to keep him endearing, to instead of turning him into this, you know, oh, I'm actually kid. And then (laughs) in the moment where he's like, yeah, I am a beta tester. You all are fucking noobs. You suck. And all the other beta testers sucked. And I'm better than everybody. And you suck. And then he gives a little smile to Asuna. I think yeah. that would hit more as a bigger change in character. Whereas if this was your first Well, you know why he did that, right? I know why he did that, to take the heat okay. off of Asuna and make everybody hate yeah. him because he doesn't care. 
Yeah. My problem is, is if you didn't have any experience with it, I think it could have been misconstrued easily as that guy's a dick. And it was very subtle. Uh, the, the smile real quick. And I, I just think it, you could have done more to make Kirito seem like a, a nice guy who isn't someone that you'd want to strangle if you were in a game lobby with. That would have made that seem more of like, a, oh, he's definitely doing this to help somebody rather than he's he he might be just an asshole i don't know well see i but i get what you're saying and i think that's what they're going with for the rest of the storytelling is that they're gonna get more and more you're gonna see the kirito kind of break down his walls as he gets comfortable with asana and you're gonna see that awkwardness come through because they already kind of showed you a little subtle hint of it and that's what the creator wanted to do it's like everyone knows that the relationship between them is awesome and i didn't even get to fully fledge it so now i'm gonna take my time with it we're gonna see the whole story of the whole thing go unfold so i think i think he's learning and i think you're right that's what they got to show is a little bit more i've always seen that a little bit in him but i get in the first season of the original sao he is just mick badass he yeah, he come- doesn't do no wrong. He has loss and he kind of deals with it by himself. He doesn't let anything out and it takes a long time for him to finally let loose, you know? Yeah, and like it it's the overpoweredness I think doesn't help cuz yes, he's a beta tester, but at, even by his own admission, like that doesn't mean anything. So it's really Kirito's power is just this innate fucking gift to be better at video games or at least this specific video game than anybody. And being yeah. a beta tester only gave him extra knowledge, but it didn't actually give him the skills to do fucking what he's doing. That is just because Kirito is God's gift to this fucking earth type deal. And I think that's <laughs> yeah, another no, thing beta, that people and, yeah. are irritated with. It's like we were all able to accept it when Goku did it because this was 1985 and he was a little monkey boy. <laughs> now it's like we need a reason. You know, we've grown up. And I don't know if that's exactly. going to change. I think Kirito's always going to be the the kind of powerhouse of Sword Art Online, but I think through storytelling, if they if they continue to focus on Asuna, and like you said, use Kirito as a side character rather than the main yeah. focus, I think he can definitely help up, uplift other characters rather than just seem right. like I'm the big badass and you all suck. Because I'm thinking that they'll be together for a little while because they, they do work together for a little bit. But then there comes the point, like you said, where she becomes like one of the knights and literally Kirito is pretty much the black swordsman going on his own. Yeah. Uh, trying to acquire two swords and doing those extra side quests where it's like a harem we talk about and he's going around just OPing everybody. I think instead of us following him, we're going to expect that's what goes on. He gets really good, but we're going to follow Asuna through her her path and her adventures and all that. So we won't have to worry about it. Okay. All right. Now, before we get back. Th- that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I think you are going to be right. I, I If I had to guess where this story is going to go, I think there's going to be something that makes them split up, and I would think that Asuna will still join the uh, the Crimson Knights or whatever the hell they're called. I think Maybe she's go- Mito is going to go there. You know? Maybe. I also thought that, that might they might take Mito and make her do all the story beat things that Asuna did before, but I, I don't want them to do anything to cheapen Asuna's character. I think this series should only be to bolster her and i think making her completely dependent on kirito the entire time even if she's a helpful member of the party i think she needs more time on her own to go and to become the asana that we saw show up in the red robe and just body everybody absolutely so i have one question and then we'll get back to the the mito thing mito Uh, yep 
So when Kirito keeps referencing this thing that happened to him that he doesn't want to talk about, is that when his Rito assumed that that's when he had that party that he accidentally took into the high level dungeon and they all died? I would like to say that's the possibility, but the problem is that happened during Christmas time, if I remember correctly, and he was wearing his black jacket at the time. So him's not having the black jacket yet and just rocking that blue with the chest guard. As you could see, by the end of the movie, he puts on at least a black cloak, but it's not even his full attire that he wears all black. Yeah. So that's where it's like, is this a retelling where it happened earlier? But we don't know because we didn't follow Kirito. So yeah, to be honest, it could be. That's the only thing I could think of when it comes to losing like a team member or something like that. Or maybe it has to do with just losing his parents and that's going to come out and he's actually going to for once talk about his family to Asuna in the in the game. But other than that, I have no other recollection of what he went through that early on in the game that caused him to think like that. And that was my other thought is I, I was pretty sure that he had gotten to a different floor before he decided to party up with anybody. So yeah, that's one kind of problem I have with these retelling stories. It's like, I have an expectation because I've seen this before. It, that's that's the thing. You, you're like, all right, this is where we're roughly at, so it should go like this. But then it's a whole retelling, and now you're following a different character's perspective. So you're like, shit, I kind of want to know what Kirito's talking about right now. But yeah. all right, we'll just wait it out, and now we got to wait longer. You know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's been kind. That's been a little bit of a, a road bump for me. But now that I know it's it seems to be going on a very different path, I guess I'll know what to expect. This is, you know what I'm thinking? This is why you like JoJo's Part 7, because it's a retelling, and yet somehow I'm liking this. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's okay, like, I, see I just, mean. I know what, what we're going to do the same thing, but kind of different. It's like, cha- you know, yeah, you can copy my homework, but change it up a little bit. It's like, just take my money. You got me. Whatever. Yeah, yeah I just, I want more JoJo's, okay? I, I, uh, but anyway, this is not one of our thousand JoJo episodes. We'll have one of those probably next week. Um, <laughs> this is so, <laughs> so I want to talk about Mito leaving. Um, did that like how, how did you feel I, I did that make you kind of hate her character did what did you understand cuz to me it seemed like she was leaving so she didn't in an, in a see kind of abstract die. way see Asuna die by watching her health bar go all the way down she just couldn't handle and that. also way to bring the drama like you said it was so low i don't think any health bar would get that low that's like pokemon level low of red health bar for asana oh that was wild i'm sitting there like i know she doesn't die but fucking a if i didn't know she didn't die this would be rough for me yeah because like the music's going you're like jesus who's gonna get him out of there and that's when kirito showed up but um going back to the question to be honest I thought Mito was going to die, and that's how, like, Asuna yep. gets left alone. I was expecting it, it her more to be, sense. I'm like, yeah, just die and be an untold person from the series, and we're like, this is how we're going to add her without having to add her, you know what I mean? But, th- but then if it would have went that way, I'd be like, you add a character, and then somehow Asuna never, ever talked about her, even though they were good friends, that would bother me. So It's called instead- repression, okay? We repress <laughs> these memories so we don't feel them. Yeah, but through all the seasons I've yeah, watched, she has never mentioned her, and I know that's what happens when you add a character. So that's why if you retell a whole story, you may have to redo it all because how are you going to get Mito out of there even if she dies later on or if they no longer become friends? Are you supposed to act like Mito never existed? Yeah, what are we know. doing here? All right? Come on. This isn't – we can't do but this. But I liked it. I, I liked it because it was Asuna's – she was first for everything. She didn't know how to play games. She didn't know what partying up means. And then that's when Mito said, that means we're friends. And I'm going to make sure – like they said it multiple times. I'm going to make sure nothing happens to you. And 
you may think, well, it's just a promise, but it's in a promise in a game world where you die for real. So if I'm playing with you and you tell me that and I tell you that and then I see you leave my party before I die, that's going to hit home, you know, like he just abandoned me. And during that fight, you're not thinking I got to fight. You're like, holy shit, someone abandoned me in my time of need. And it's all about like perspective. Asuna thought she was going to go get this rare item and didn't know she was heading back to try to save her. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So it's not like she was abandoning Asuna, but Asuna sees it that way. I thought, uh, no, I, I thought that Asuna had seen her fall off the cliff. No, she she was running. She said, I just have to go get this rare item. Will you be all right on your own? She says, yeah, I should be fine. And they just had to avoid that one plant that brings in a horde of them. And, of course, Asuna had to be dumb-dumb and get hit by it. But, you know, whatever. Well, I, it's because I had thought Mito had gotten that thing, came back, and then during uh, the fight with a few more... Yeah, because she had come back. Asuna had hit she the did plant. Co- oh, yeah, she yeah. fell off the cliff. You're right. Asuna Holy hit shit. the plant. And then fucking... I think Asuna had just assumed that Mito thought, this is too hard. I have to go. Rather than... Mito trying that makes her a hardest lot more sense. to get back to her, realizing that even if I do defeat all these things, there's no way. It was a very, it was a very like logical response from Mito to. Yeah, where it's it, a minuscule amount of health. You would had to slash them all up, climb up the cliff, and it was that low. There was no way you were getting to her. No, no, you could have finally got, but yeah, she would have been dead if some other outside force didn't show up. It's an emotional response. It might seem like kind of a an overreaction or a reaction out of not no knowledge, but it makes sense to me because, again, that trauma of it's not actually watching her get ripped to pieces, but in an abstract way, it kind of is. It's like only seeing the, uh, the little heartbeat monitor in a hospital go fucking flatline. Same idea. Yeah. So I, I get and, her running away. And what I did like is they took the time to show a small scene where later on that day... Of course, Asuna was saved by Kirito. She's looking at her friends list and she wants to click on Asuna like to see her profile, but she's still too scared to see if she's alive or dead. Yeah. And the crazy thing was if she would have clicked on, she would have knew earlier. So then you go through this whole rest of the movie where, you know, Asuna is obviously covering herself in that robe that we all remember in the first, you know, original Sword Art Online and not showing her appearance. And that's how her and Mito never really identify each other till like the end of the uh, of the movie, and it just that all came together very well. It's just everything is just flushing out a lot better, um, and I think it was really good because no, I don't blame Mito at all, and I really think she's a very important aspect of this new movie. I I like the take on it. Absolutely, so. yeah. No, she's a she's a wonderful character, and especially finding out Asuna not having any background with games, it would have been. Pretty unrealistic that she ends up being, like, the second best player in the fucking game without some mentor figure. Yeah, she's literally the shonen character here. She is training to get better in this game, while Kirito was already better. For real, (laughs) dude. Like, this makes so much more sense. This is a—we're watching a true progression rather than just somebody body everything when he fucking decides to. It's not even a matter—it really, is it a matter of I can't do this or I'm just not feeling it right now? So since we're talking about this with, with Austin and all that stuff, I, I have like four major questions and I want to ask the first one now that we're like talking about this. All right. All right. Is, is Asuna a better main character than Kirito? Yeah. I think for a okay. lot of reasons that we <laughs> talked about, but most importantly, because we get to watch a character progress. I think that's 
I think that's the big thing with these kind of hero's journey stories is you you want to see somebody progress. And there is a subsect out there. There's a group of people who like the overpowered isekai protagonist. Obviously, Sword Art Online has its fans. But I think this can give you both. Like, you're getting the same story without having to only follow somebody who who you never really fear for their life. I wonder if the creator made these characters thinking everyone was going to love Kirito and be like, Asuna is just that that side character and didn't realize the love she was going to get. I don't I know. I wonder that. I don't know. Again, this is definitely a creator where I'd like to pick their brain and really find out like what's going through their head because they have some, they've really struck some gold here and then they ruin it with sexual assault and poor story choices. Right. So, but yeah, well, 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 Anyway, so next next question. <laughs> um, but before we ruin this next, uh, ask this next question. Uh, the one big thing I want to talk about is the changing of the sure. ending of the movie and the ending of floor number one. I don't know if you remember it, but it is a lot different than how it went down. Now the cobalt guy definitely looked different, but it was still the a big red fella, right? Or was that a different? No, floor? I think it was a big blue fella. Maybe it was red. I, I think they changed the colors around. They just reskinned it. But the, the major importance here is that there was no Mito, of course, involved. True. And Asuna helped, but it was pretty much Kirito that one-on-one took it on. Remember when he kept going, I got to go faster. Yes. And you even laughed. Yeah. And he kind of you Sonic... thought of Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. He Sonic the Hedgehogged him a little bit in, in vocals and in the way he slashed him up. It was very reminiscent of Levi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what I was sitting here, because I'm watching it, and I'm like, all of a sudden, so much more teamwork was utilized, where even before the fight on floor number one started, Kirito talked with Austin. I was like, okay, so I'm going to hit him with these attacks, and that's when I'm going to yell switch. You're going to come and do your thing. They came up with a formation before the fight, while in the original, they would just, it seemed like they were coordinated without even talking, because they were both so good. And what you get to see is that actually, no, Kirito is communicating with his other team member because he knows it's teamwork that's going to get this boss beaten. Yeah. And I like that. That's 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 where the little little things they didn't have in the original where they take more time to explain, all right, they're talking this out before the battle. But yeah, then Mito finally figures out who Asuna is and all three of them are taking on all the mini Cobalts and the Cobalt all like one-shotting it together. I Just call me a fucking monkey brained like the teamwork like dumbed down but them doing all that shit together was phenomenal um and i liked it so that's not how it went in the original at all so i just want to say that no you're right completely different and i did i guess i didn't really think about it when i was watching it but now that you bring it up like kirito never had his super badass moment in this nope. and i i liked the whole fight it felt interesting it was <laughs> Because it wasn't just him persevering through all the shit again. Yeah, it wasn't just visually spectacular. And, huh, damn, good call, man. <laughs> I'm going to watch that fight again eventually because it was really good. It was really well done together. So No, that's really solid. Um, Yeah, it, it definitely seems like the, the creator is maturing in, like, many aspects. I'm, fuck yeah, is Sword Art Online good now? Is that well, did they do there, that? There's to me? a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions, man. Damn. This is what I got. So I'll lead to my my second question now that I talked about the fight because this all ends on floor number one, like we all expected. So it's it, t- it took a long time to tell one floor, but that's what we're expecting here. So the next question is: Does Kirito still ruin the show for you now? I still don't like him. I don't think it ruins the show. Like it hasn't changed enough yet. You haven't got to see enough to see if it's okay with him, right? Yeah, I. 
I just, it's really this, it's the fucking actually meme. It really is. He just, he has this tone and this attitude about him. And I know it's purposeful. It has to be because that's the kind of character he is. And for some people, they enjoy it. They enjoy a nerdy kid finally getting the confidence. But he just, I don't know, man. He just does not people well. And I don't enjoy... He does not people well? He does not people well, and I don't enjoy him on screen. He's definitely not ruining it, but I worry that if the second movie really leans into him being a bigger part of it, and he kind of gets a 50-50 split with Asuna, I worry that it might be less enjoyable for me. And I I hate saying that. I I don't want to feel that way i don't want one character to ruin what i'm starting to enjoy as a show but he very well right. might and i think that's why i keep saying like well no austin is still gonna join the crimson knights you just wait she's gonna go out on her own trust me because i want it to happen i really really do i want i want that to happen i want to see her continue to grow by herself like the romance can be there, man, but I like slow burn romance. So if they split for whatever reason before the romantic feelings really get there and it's just kind of that in the back of the head, like, oh, man, I'd really like to touch butts with that kid one day again. And then they get back together. Like, let, let's go. So, well, that's what I was going to say is that I, I know you're a little worried about having too much Kirito. But my thing is, is I don't mind if he's in it for 50 percent of the movie. If it more delves on her still learning things, her still going through stuff, and him being the outside person to talk to once in a while to build that connection. Because as much as we know the romance gets there, I don't mind seeing more depths of it that I haven't seen because it was a lot short-lived in the original. Yeah. Yeah. So I want little quirky moments, you know, where they can make jokes like... I still like that they kept the original scene where she was eating that bread, and then he's like, you know, if you add this cream to it, it makes a world of difference. And then she just got so excited and enjoyed the meal together with him. And it's just that sitting down moment of enjoying just the simple things together, you know? Yeah, and you brought um, you brought that scene up, so I have to talk about it. This proves yeah. that no, no matter how much maturing the creator does, he's still going to put a scene where it looks like his main character's eating cum. Uh <laughs> Like, right. why do you have to think like that? No, literally, it's cream on a fucking piece of bread. And that is, that is hentai cum if I've ever seen it. And she was delighted to have it on. I'm just saying, it's there, okay? If you want to look Wasn't at it, wasn't Kirito doing the same thing? It did not show it like it did with her. The the I'm the fucking directing, the directing in this movie isn't. Well, like talk to the director, not the creator. But Jesus what I'm Christ. saying is the directing of this was like it was right in front of her face, a big glob of it on. And then when Kirito did it, it was like on the backside of the bread that he was eating. And it was just shown enough to show that he put it on. But with, with Asin, is it was, it was fucking there. The bro. director like is Kono right Ayako. Face. Talk to him. Well, that guy looked at it and said, I see an opportunity for some hentai adjacent shit, and I'm going to do it. Look, we, even though A1 Pictures is always going to do that because they do it with Kaguya-sama, everyone, they got to have those little sexual angles. they got to do their shit. It's uh, true. It's true. I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm just saying I enjoyed change, the moment because of them together and enjoying it. But, yeah, yeah you, you took it full porn mode. So I'm just saying you can enjoy it from multiple angles. All I'm getting at, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't right. going to bring it up. I didn't even write it down in my notes. But you brought it up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> floodgates are open. Well, that's why uh, that's what I'm just saying, like, the next one where it's going to – because the second movie is basically going to lead up to floor five. So there's obviously four more floors. They're going to get rougher. It's still in the early phases of, like, the early months where – 
people really haven't gotten their identities because by the time they get up to the mid floors, that's when people decide we're going to just live here. We're going to become <laughs> um, blacksmiths like Agel does because he really realizes I'm better off making weapons than I am fighting for the people to move up the fucking yeah, floors. Somebody so it's going to delve deep game. into that shit. Yep. But at the early stages, it's still going to be most people trying to fight through all the floors, and they're going to have to rely on their teamwork together, and I think that's where Kirito will still be around for the second movie quite a bit. But I don't mind if they delve more into their development, her getting stronger, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I also do want her to go on her own at some point. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page there. My third question and this one's a big one for you because even though it was a very small take, I feel like the creator did this um, compared to the beginning of the original SAO. So Kaiba finally did, in a way, I don't remember him making this statement, did state why he wanted to do this whole event. It was very light, but he finally laid it out instead of like what we watched where he was just like, I decided to do it, and I'll tell you if you get to the end of the game, and he never tells you. Yeah, I missed but this. But he what, did, what did he, he did squote. He said he's like he stated that he wanted to be able to decide the fate of a world that he himself has created. All right, so he just wanted to play so, God. All right. I guess basically that's fair. he even he, he said it in the opening statement. I was listening because I wanted to see if anything changed on that, and I felt like he didn't do that before. So I'm asking you. This is more towards you because you've been wanting to ask. I was like, does that bring a little more closure to? what he is or do you need it to be more detailed because he kind of laid it out i wanted to create a world where i could control the fate of everything and knowing that we knew how the end of the game was where technically kirito and asuna could have been killed off with the world he decided to let everyone go because he had a change of heart maybe that's what he is he wanted to be able to control the fate of a world he created i think it's better now we're getting there (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) It's kind of like how it's a similar feeling to um, how I look at Gurren Lagan. It's like everything's batshit crazy, but the rules never stated that they couldn't be batshit crazy. And if in the original Sword Art Online, if Kayaba was just like, I'm a psychopath and I wanted to play God, okay, fine. It's not, not a. But deep... he put mystery behind it. Yeah, that's that was my problem where he's like. If you beat the game, I'll tell you. And then they beat the game, and he's like, eh, not really that big a deal. Just kind of got bored one day, got good at programming, and thought, fuck it, why not? So, uh, genocide's always fun. It's not like a, it's not a complete 180 where I'm like, Kaiba is the best anime villain ever. His no, I wouldn't expect that, no. But I appreciate them going. He doesn't have a greater motivation, and we're just going to fucking tell you that. We're not going to leave you on the hook. We're not going to pretend like he's some divine philosopher. The guy just wants to play God for a little while, so have at it. Yeah, and shout out to the voice actor playing Kaiba just for that one part and that one role, because in a movie, he's not going to show up for a while again. And he's just giving that statement, but it felt like a powerful message when he was describing the game like always, but then saying, you know, I just wanted to, you know, control the fate of a world I created. Uh, It's simple as that. And he said it so nonchalant, and he said, hey, enjoy the game. Uh, And that was it. Yeah. So I just wanted to know if it brought a little more closure, but I guess you didn't even hear that. So I didn't, I really didn't notice the subtle difference. It, good, good pickup, though. No. Yeah. I would I would like it if there was some grand scheme or whatever, if there was some like Eisen-esque scheme through the whole thing where he had every move planned. But if you're not going to give that to me, then I wanted to play God is fine. Sure. 
Yeah, we all like to play God once in a while, but you know. Yeah, mostly. Well, actually, I can't even say that. I was gonna say mostly in video games for me, but technically, that guy did kind of do that. It is a video game. Yeah. So, shit, man. All right, we're we're not so different, you oh and I. Oh my God, is Sword Art Online good? We're not kidding. so different, you and I. <laughs> All right, so the last big question, um, and we could talk about anything else before, but um, now watching this progressive movie, seeing how things unfold, how the little bit of changes, the subtle things, adding Mito to the equation and seeing where it's going, are you now interested in watching the second movie, which is called um, Movie Shurzo of Deep Night, coming out later um, in 2022, which I think it's already out in Japan, but for us it will be uh, early 2023 in February. I'm very interested. Uh Surprisingly All enough, right, yeah. I am actually interested, yeah. Well, we've talked through the whole podcast. The entire time we've done the podcast, I think we've been pretty honest saying that, like, Ironcred was cool, Fairy Guild arc was weird, and then shit kind of got off the rails. You've said... And they went gun gale, and I didn't like it. You've said they've decided they've kind of re recorrected um, and righted the ship a little bit, but I, I'm really excited to see them delve more into this. I would be okay if they made six, seven, eight movies because there's enough content here with this giant world. Really? That, so you like the idea of all these movies splitting it up? As long as it stays in Ironcrad, I think. Or or it would have to really break off of what Sword Art Online is and, and do this whole new timeline thing that we've kind of been talking about. Yeah, if they start a new timeline, yeah. But I'm so it's kind of like Ava, right? Where Ava only does movies now. Or... Yeah, well, Ava kind of decided to reboot Ava and do four or five, four uh, at least four movies, and they kind of retell the story. So very similar to and, what and it's getting a lot of positivity from doing that too. So. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't think they're really trying to continue the story of Ava so much as like Ano has has a goal in mind that he wants to get to. So it, it is going longer than the original series, but I don't think they're really gonna gonna continue this as a franchise. I think it's more of just a I need to get this piece out as, as an art piece and then I can be done with Ava forever. But that's right. a that's a whole other fucking discussion. But yeah, I'm I'm super interested in this. I think it's I think it's way better than the series so far. And I know that, like, if, if it's going to focus on Asuna, then I know it's not going to delve into any of that weird damsel in distress bullshit that that is just not fun. We're not going to get the fairy guild arc because we're not going to see an entire movie of Asuna be held up and fucking chained in bed. Like, that wouldn't be yeah, exciting for anybody except a couple sick perverts out there. And there are dojins that fulfill that need. <laughs> there you go. My thing... Because of course I'll do my closing statements and my and my my score of this first movie as well as yours, but I can tell you right now a list of changes I want to happen for this progressive movie. Where normally a lot of people like keep a lot of the original, but I think there have been noticeably a lot of flaws with Sao. And if they're getting the opportunity to retell it like the creator wants, then fuck it, we we got to do it. So the first one is when they get to the point where Asuna and Kirito decide to kind of settle down together and relax because they're like, man, we're never going to get out of here. Let's just enjoy life. I hope they do not meet the girl. Um, not like that. I hope they don't. Yeah. I mean, if they have her around as an AI that helps them because the AI helps out a lot in the rest of Sword Art Online's story down the road, it's just the idea that it's called daddy and mommy and, yeah, and all that get stuff. A pet. It, it just throws me for a loop. Get a yeah. dog. Get, get a pet. Get a fucking dog, get a dog, all right? And then figure out if you two can be like, <laughs> 
quote unquote parents, okay? And then like progress up the fucking line. Maybe start out with the beta fish. Who knows? Beta, beta tester, beta fish. I mean, fish. I have a beta fish. They're fucking dope. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you can, if you two can care for a fish, then maybe get a bird. And then if you can care for a bird, then maybe a dog. So on and so forth. Don't just skip to AI child. That's a fairy. Let's go. Yeah. So I would say that's that's the big one. Uh, the second one. I really want if Asuna's going to join the Knights of uh, whatever that I forgot what they were called, but um, whenever she joins the Knight, I want her to really them to show Kaiba as the leader because uh, spoilers, everyone knew that the leader of that Knights thing was actually Kaiba, just living in the world with everybody else to kind of like get connected with everybody. I want him to be charismatic i want him to be endearing and loved i want to see why everyone followed him how he started it how asana met him i want there to be a connection to where even though i know who he is i'm going to be upset when it is announced nope i'm kaiba and you got to beat me and it's like the surprise that everyone was supposed to have i know in the original you were shocked by it but we also were like damn why now why and it just didn't have the payoff you would have expected if you would have built more time with the knights you know what i'm saying yeah, especially because it happened in like episode fifteen, and it's like, well, this feels yeah, in the middle. Yeah. It was so weird. Like they did. I think they were earlier than that. They were nowhere close to the top floor. It was just this random like seventy five. It was supposed floor to 75. be yeah. Like there's a lot left to go. It was supposed to be this like coliseum thing, a PvP, and then all of a sudden it's, hey, we won the game. Yeah, it felt kind of zoopy, you know, zoomy. So that's my second thing I want to do, and then the third I would like is if we're going to get to the conclusion of the Ironcrad arc, I do not want to see Asuna put in a coma, dealing with getting raped or being held captive. I don't want it. If if she has to be captured, you got to do it the right way or something. Or if you for once can make it to where she saves the day, I don't mind that either. Even if it's with Kirito, but do not put her in the damsel in distress situation. I'd say don't make it a whole arc. I if you want to make a sequence yeah, where maybe an episode, may, yeah, like an episode's worth, or maybe not even that much, but you can do some good out of that by taking that um, scenario, putting her in a coma, and instead of Kirito having to go through a game to help her, just cut out the whole game and get to the point where Kirito walks in and like pretty much tells her mom off and beats up the other guy <laughs> and then he looks like a good guy you didn't put asana in a long-term damsel in distress you made it you know and it it also kind of speaks to her circumstances that like no matter how much personal growth she has and how strong she is sometimes outside circumstances make it so people just cannot do the things that they want to do and I don't know, right. have, having Kirito at least break her out of the coma and then and then having her be like, yeah, mom, fuck you. I think there is an avenue to do that. But having right having an entire scene of like big bad CEO guy licking Asuna in a video game, just like you don't need and to then get Kirito's fighting the guy with a uh, with a knife out in the in the, the parking lot of the uh, hospital to get to Asuna. Like what kind of '80s movie is this where you're fighting off the guy in real life with a knife? Yeah, that so. I forgot about that, and I'm kind of glad I did. That's they also they made Kirito like an IRL badass too, and that was kind of weird. Well, he actually does kempo. He knows how to do light sword fighting. He's not nearly as good in the video game world, but he knows how to fight. But the fact that he's taken on a grown man with a knife, he had one eye poked out because of the video game thing. But they're fighting in the rain. It like reminded me of John Wick, but this isn't John Wick. <laughs> you know, you're not an assassin, Kirito. How did you do that? It's like closer to took me Steven a while to Seagal grow up and realize John Wick. 
Oh, and I've been sh- I've been, I showed you a video. I've oh, that was hilarious! But how bad Steven Seagal is. That was uh, y'all <laughs> like Steven Seagal is worth shitting on. Okay, y'all need to know. Sifu Seagal. He likes to be called a master. Remember yeah, that. Well, he's a legitimate <laughs> black belt in Aikido. The question is, is Aikido worth is it, be getting a black belt in? Probably not. Um, <laughs> Is it the reason why he's munched down like fifty cheeseburgers and he doesn't eat healthy? So, bro, like, and that's the thing. Like, if you you know eat, live how you want, but I saying that you're like this perfect martial artist while also not caring about the way that you like take care of your body is like, all right, dude. <laughs> like, I'm I eat like shit, but I am also not a black belt, so. Um, yeah, you're also not talking about how awesome you are. That's so. true. I'm I am mediocre at best, so. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I just wanted the. I don't mind drama, and I I care about the relationship. But yeah, I don't need all this ridiculous shit. Like I just said, outside the parking lot, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But if the movie's gonna get to that point, the ending of Ironcrad, those are the things I just like to avoid. Um, you can bring in the side characters because Asuna becomes friends with some of the the, the people that Kirito brings in. You know, Eagle becomes a friend. Klein, hopefully, we want to see more Klein. Yeah. We gotta admit that. The, we uh, need to have him involved. I will retroactively change my ratings to 1 out of 10 for all of these movies if Klein is not in. I guarantee that <laughs> Wait, now. you're not gonna give I'm him for this first one, right? Around. If we don't even see... All I need is, like, one fucking drawing of Klein shown. All right? You can't just do my boy like that. Fair enough, fair enough. So, But uh, anything you want to change before we end, or...? Well... I think I've pretty much brought up everything. You know, we all know my problems with Sword Art Online. I I, I guess I won't hearken too much on, on them, but I do have one question that I want to kind of talk about before we give our th- final thoughts and ratings, because it's something that I noticed. What's up? So, uh, you know, we mentioned as things change, things also stay the same. Um, right, right. And this might just be me looking too deep into things, but am I the only one who kind of got the vibe that... Asuna is going to be the one with the harem. And <laughs> well, let, let me I, I'm not surprised by that. Everyone wants to be her fucking Exactly, but her. I I maybe it's just my stupid horny man brain, but I got a little it is, I got romantic vibes between her and Mito and Asuna. Yes. And it, it may now, it could just be a close friendship, but I look at what Sword Art Online has done in the past. And yes, it is maturing, but there we we still see certain things are staying the same. So I start to wonder if the creator goes, you know what? This is a progressive idea. Haha, ha, get it? Progressive, sort of online progressive. Yeah. What if the girl has a harem of women and Kirito? It's like, oh, well, shit. My, yeah. yeah, my thing was also going to be the battle between do I pick my friend who, yeah, maybe she has romantic feelings for or Kirito, and that's how it was going to be. It, that's fine by me. Also, it could be, I think it is our male brains where it's like girls sometimes that are, you know, anime girls watching are like, look, girls can be really cutesy and fun together and not always need to be like into each other. They could just be really good friends. So I totally hear that where it's like, no, not everything is a relationship. But I did get those vibes because especially when they're doing their hair together and how much Mito was like blushing, but also Japanese culture, they blush during anything where you're touching anyone's part of their body. So true. I, it's it's really tough to decide that. Um, all I'm saying is if I was at one of those two women in that situation, I would have felt unbelievable sexual tension and it would have been a <laughs> rough night to sleep, especially if we were in the same room. I would have just been laying there like I. I, I, God damn it, I should have kissed her. 
God and, damn it, the way she tied my hair. And I don't think it's a bad thing. If they do go down this route, I don't think it's a bad thing to explore Asuna's sexuality in this way and and maybe show that she does have kind of romantic feelings for Mito. I worry that it gets a little too much, that it gets a little too harem like it did with Kirito, where it's like, a girl is introduced. She wants to fuck Kirito. Yeah, my, my thing is, is you're going down the route where you're kind of making it more of like a thirsty type of thing. Like, oh, you like Asuna so much. I bet you like to see her bang a woman. And it's like... And I don't want it to be Not what I'm that. here for. No. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. It's like, no matter what, I want her to be with Kirito because I find their relationship amazing. Yeah. Now, if you want to do the exploring part and you want to show like this one character like Mito, that is totally fine. But if you're going to start bringing in other girls, to, it's like, no, that's not why I'm here. And I'll actually be a disappointed in the creator because it's like you're literally going a different route. You you don't need to do all this kind of sexual stuff. Just you just need to tell a good story. That's all I ask. I, so. I agree. I think if it gets too harem-y, it could be rough. I think there is a, an avenue to explore Asuna's potential bisexuality or you know curiosity. And I think there's yeah, yeah. also a route to where in the first Sword Art Online in the series we got to see a lot of Asuna being jealous. I think this opens the door for Kirito. Kirito, to be the kind yeah, of jealous girlfriend nice. type, and I think that's going to be very cute. That's where I think it's like if Mito becomes friends with Austin again, like they work it out and they become like a three-way party. <laughs> three-way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, Kirito is like, so uh, how long have you been friends with her or something like that? And just like he, are, you can see that he does the awkwardness. Like he doesn't know how to bring it up yep. to her, but he's getting a little jealous. That would be amazing. I would find that fucking great. Uh, and it would show a little bit of flaws in Kirito that we've wanted to see where he actually does feel a little bit like, damn, this girl's beating me. Yeah. So, but also she is, Austin has made friends with other girls. Like the one I said that was sick. We talked about it in one of our recent episodes with other people about why I like Austin so much. She pretty much gives the dying wish to a, a little girl, but they were really cutesy with each other when they were in the, you know, the video game world. And you could say, well, this is kind of like, was she bi-curious? But no, it's just very caring woman uh taking care of this child and all that so i think it's just the way the creator kind of makes it yeah um yeah it's, that's it's fair. adorable and cute maybe that's what it is but you know the sky's the limit who knows what it's gonna be we'll, we'll find out won't we yeah yeah i just thought it was an interesting wrinkle that i picked up on and you, you know i I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes for sure absolutely because yeah i got the vibe especially when at first when they uh mito had a guy's look because it they she hid how she looked and she was like, can I take you out to dinner, my lady, and all that stuff. And you could tell, like, maybe she liked not being able to be seen as a female because she did like Asuna. I could totally see where you could get that vibe because she's obviously playing as a guy character. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. So that would be very interesting. But it didn't delve into it in this first movie too much, so I can't say anything. No, it just gave us enough hints to where it's like, this could be a cool storyline or this could just... It literally could be like Stranger Things where you find out, uh, um, I forgot the kid's name, but he's actually gay and uh, his friend Mike doesn't understand it. And it's kind of sad. It ma- it makes the, the, the show more compelling. Oh, that's t- I haven't uh, watched Stranger Things, but yeah, it's like set in the 80s. But so I it's, guess that... it's pretty, yeah, it's sad. He's like, he's trying to, he's telling Mike, like, sometimes people don't are different, blah, blah, blah. Mike's thinking it totally different than what his friend's obviously telling him. And as the viewer, we're all like, oh, buddy, you care for Mike a lot more than he thinks you care for, and you're never going to be able to tell him. So, oh, man. Yeah. So Break that's what heart. I could see. I could see that could, that could happen in this movie. We'll find out. Um, yeah. So final takeaways and rating. I will let you go first, my friend. Uh, this is not your biggest cup of tea, but it seemed like you enjoyed it. 
Yeah, so to kind of summarize my thoughts, um, I think the series is maturing. It's a far cry from what we saw early on. I think it's way more interesting. Maybe you can chalk this all up to me thinking Asuna is a very endearing, enjoyable character to watch on screen, but I think there's actually something here. Mm. I worry that it won't, it still won't do what I think we all wanted from Sword Art Online, which is really delve completely into the Ironcrad world. I just don't think the way it's setting up that it can, unless it goes to like a 10 movie thing. But I'm excited to see what we get, and I hope that it just continues to build on the good parts of Sword Art Online while not being afraid to take the stuff that didn't work and objectively didn't work and leave that by the wayside. Um, I'm skeptical in the future, just because, like, even you've said, even through Alicization, like, things have gotten better, but some of the old... Por- Stay around. Yeah, yeah, some of the old poorly used tropes come back. So I worry that this isn't a long-sticking thing and that eventually the creator will end up, or whoever's behind this will end up falling back into the trap of Sword Art Online is trash isekai when I think that it has the potential to be a not-trash isekai. The world that has been splayed in front of us is akin, I'm not going to say it's his quality, but it is akin to a Mashoko Tensei. It, it has the same tier of potential and i really hope if it took its time if they take these movies and capitalize on even a fraction of it i will be happy with the result i love asana i love watching her go through this i liked seeing the change it i guess it wasn't necessarily a change in her backstory just change in our perception about her finding out you know i mean watching her learn gamer lingo and culture and stuff is very (laughs) cute it's super fucking cute, super adorable. It's like teaching your significant other who's not a gamer how to play fucking Super Smash Brothers or something. It it brings me into that realm. I love it. At the end of the day, I think I'm going to give this movie on Mal, I'm going to give it a 7. It really it's like a 7.5. Um it's good. It really is good. It's a, an improvement on Sword Art Online. Hirato is still annoying as shit to me. Maybe I'll never get over that. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's just because he's annoying to me to other people they love him and maybe i'm just not the target audience but if they use him sparingly um yeah i think you could continue to build and I, I, shit the addition of mito already has made it like a very right a way more interesting thing so um yeah if you ask me on the street 7.5 if you look on my mal i'm gonna end up giving this bad boy a seven but if you like sword art online at all or liked parts of it and thought this could be better i do recommend you go out and watch this if you haven't already it is definitely worth it yeah i was gonna say also the kirito it it, it reminds me of vibes of some of our friends that play video games where if they are good at something they feel like they're way better than you and they even talk down to you it happens so i can see why that bothers you (laughs) it happens and if they have a character at some point look at kirito and be like dude I know you don't know this, but you're being super condescending right now, which people have done to me before. And after that, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I was actually being an asshole. Thank you for telling me. Even though I feel bad right now, like I will correct behavior later. So if they have a, a character at some point correct Kirito, I don't, maybe not correct's the right word, but 
be like, hey, man, you're kind of a dick. Um, you're kind of being an asshole. Yeah. I would appreciate that. You know, yeah, you know every. It's going to be Mito. It's going to be Mito. I would love it. But it's like, yeah, dude, you do know more than other people, but especially the situations people are in. Like, I, I know he's kind of socially inept in a lot of spots, but I think most people could look at this girl in a dungeon who's collapsed and think, she looks kind of self-destructive right now. I don't think she's doing things the most efficient way she could. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good, man. It's good. Sword Art Online is good now. It's weird for me to We're say back, that. We're back, baby. Um, so my thoughts here is uh, I was a little worried. I was excited knowing that it was going through the aspect of Asuna. I didn't know how much of it was going to be retold and how much of it we were going to get of having Kirito even involved. Um, but I have to say, if you have watched the original SAO, and just like Mr. Earthworm has said here, and you thought, man, they could have done so much more in the Ironcrad arc. Actually, anyone thought that. Even I, who got through a lot of it, kept going, even though I didn't like Gun Gale online, I still find that joy in SAO that for some reason not every anime can give me. I don't know what it is, but Asuna has always been at the forefront, and knowing that this is finally going to be the entire story through her eyes and have more deep exploration and storytelling told in, I enjoyed the hell out of this. That being said, though, it being almost an hour and 35 minutes and we only got through floor one, knowing it's going to be movies is going to be tough for me because if I want to see it in depth, I want to see like 12 episode series, you know? That's what I want, like the movie to kind of be like Dragon Ball, get it out there and then do another series retold so we can have more time with it. But hey, at least it's doing something right. I enjoyed it. Uh, and if it doesn't go back to its old fucking uh, ways of doing things, this can get even higher on my rating. But for right now, I'm giving this first movie an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, I gave SAO, in general, the original story, an 8. It went from a 9 to an 8. Sometimes I tell myself, go to a 7, because I only keep it high because of that original like, 15, 12 episodes. I just enjoy it so much. But then it does have a horrible... I don't like the fairy arc that much. I don't like much of that second part, but it's like, as a whole, it's it's not separated, so I keep it at an eight because it, it's still, like, nostalgic. But this movie truly has a chance to fully encapsulate eight, nine quality all the way down the ropes um, if it keeps up the way it is. I think we're both having the problem of we're looking at the pace of these movies and, what, there's yeah. two more confirmed? So we, we Pretty much. are left to assume uh, that it's going to wrap up in two more movies, so that terrifies me. Because I think we both yeah. want more exploration of this fucking world. Um, we don't just want them but to take out. But you know how out... it is with money. They, they People need to show up at the movie theaters for it to be worth making movies True. compared to like a TV show. So I'm like worried that they did all right this time. But then what if the second movie doesn't sell well in the box office? I mean, thankfully, it's like number five on most popular SAO just in oh, general yeah, the, it, on Mal. So many it's still people. number it's so five. It's so fucking popular. It's wild. But it's I worry about that because movies. It's kind of like when we found out the high Q movies coming out. It's like, are we gonna get the full fledged out shit we want in a movie compared to a TV show? And so, we'll see. But as of now, they did a very good job. Eight out of ten. I recommend anyone that has watched Sao. It's it's not like we spoiled too much. It's it's a really good watch, and it's only an hour and thirty minutes of your time. So yeah, yeah, one hundred percent worth it. And that's coming from both a a diehard Sword Art Online fan and somebody who thought the show was only okay. It's good now. <laughs> yeah, and somebody who likes Asuna, and that's it, like me. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's it's legitimately good now. It might not be great yet, but it is good now. I can say that with confidence. And I, you know what? Go ahead and at me 
if you feel it. If you're like, <laughs> fuck you, dude, it still sucks. I'm gonna tell you where to add me. Join the Discord. If you're if you're you know, if you're not afraid. If you've got the gall, come join the Discord. Ooh. Say what's up. Say, hey, Earthworm, you fucking wrong. And I'll be like, you know what? I respect your opinion. Um if you wanted something a little less but you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have less formal options though if you don't want to be in a chat room where I can where I can verbally attack you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I don't have the balls to do that. But uh, you know, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. You get uh, you get show updates. Uh, we might post a meme every now and then and and you can always comment on our thing and be like, "Hey, Sword Art Online sucks." And then and then go back to your regular Twitter cuz you only use alt accounts to yell at us. Understandable. Understandable. Uh, but if you agree with us and you're like, yeah, Sword Art Online's good now, that's what I'm talking about, then, uh, you know, you could also add us on any of those places. But uh, maybe, maybe we have enough in common to where you're like, eh, I might. I, did these guys have a Patreon? In fact, sir, or ma'am, or non binary homie, we do. We fucking do. Patreon.com slash Anime Brothers Podcast. Uh, $1 will get you into everything that we do for the Patreon. And, uh, you know, it, it'll help us uh, it'll help us get some new gear it'll help support the podcast and uh, there's no better way to show your love other than joining the patreon other than simply listening to the show that we put out so uh, thank you everybody so much JD thank you for hanging out with me while I uh, while I do anime stuff and um, I, ho- I hope you're hi- are, you, are you happy we finally got to SAO are you are you happy? I'm actually very happy. I was I was letting you do your whole thing, but I appreciate. Thank you for watching this with me, though you weren't there to watch it with me. I'm just glad we're actually able to do some Sao talk. I know a lot of our Discord fans like Isekai and still enjoy Sao. So thank you to everyone that also keeps the support of Asuna Gang strong, and uh, we love you guys. And we will see you in the next episode, which will be uh, kind of uh, bizarre. It's <laughs> gonna be a little strange. Uh, yeah. Uh, see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye now.